0: And welcome back to the No Boring Stories podcast. I, of course, am Alex Street. And today, I feel a little bit of pressure because I have my social media team here on the podcast with me, the people who have helped guide and even create this very podcast here and, and yeah, to be honest, I didn't even tell them about this beforehand, but I feel like, Ooh, let's make this a good one. How do I highlight them properly? How do I even show up? I don't feel this with many people, but with Christina, with Maria, apparently I'm feeling this today. These are the co-owners of The Social Snippet, and I wanna know how you're feeling today. How you doing?
1: Well, I'm excited and I feel like that was high praise. And I have to say, Alex, I have listened to so much of your podcast because my my husband is our editor. So it is not uncommon for me to be asleep and for me to be hearing, hi, it's Alex Street, like No Boring Stories podcast. (laughs) So I feel like I've been on this entire journey with you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is good, okay. Maria, what are you thinking? (laughs)
2: Alex, it is just a dream working with you. You are the best. Anytime I look at your profile, I'm like, oh, I just love this so much. And also your podcast is just amazing. So it's an honor to be on it. Those of you who know me probably know that I'm nervous because (laughs) it's becoming part of my brand that I black out every time I public speak. (laughs) And Alex, your public speaking course is on my list. So that is something that I will be taking this summer.
0: Wait, is this an actual thing? Is there is there actual moments of blacking out? Or is, is that a bit of a hyperbole there?
2: It's, I mean, no doctor has, you know, confirmed this, but I basically <laughs> just have no recollection of what I say. And even as I'm saying it, I'm a little like, oh, I don't know. Things just come out of my mouth and I forget about them after. We try-
0: so in 40 minutes, it'll just be like, <gasps> like, oh, where was I? What happened? <laughs> is that Pretty much. True? Yeah. Like
1: We try fun. to divide and conquer on stuff. And sometimes like we can't because I'll be like, Maria, what happened in that meeting? she will be like, I don't know anything. I... <laughs> So I think this is where our friend Jim Carter can help us us with some AI tools. But I like Maria, like totally blacks out. And every time she public speaks to give her some accolades, like it's always so good. Every time I listen to her on a podcast, she's so smart and wise and awesome. But a lot of that I think has to do and Alex, like a shameless plug for you is like, we saw such a big difference in that, like after doing our story coaching with you, where Mm -hmm. I I remember Maria doing like a podcast a few days before and being like, I'm so nervous. Like, what am I going to say? And then we listened to another podcast she did the day after we did our first session with you. And I was like, Alex like trained you in that podcast. And she was like, Oh, I know, I know. She's like, I wouldn't. Yeah. It was so interesting. So, okay. wait,
0: Can we dive into that a little bit? Mm -hmm. I mean, look, you know, it's not, it's not about me. My podcast is not about me. (laughs) Maybe a lie number one that every podcaster will tell you, but, but I think that is interesting. I want to zone in there on what the difference is though. Like what, what, that you see in Maria, but specifically Maria, you are shaking your head at, as we talk about you here. I could see you almost like you know, shrinking down. Can I just go into my, my closet now? But I would love to unpack that because this is gonna be so critical. This is, that that's I think such a critical piece for so many people out there who are listening to this going, saying the same thing of like, yeah, me too, girl. Like I, I black out, I don't know what I'm saying. I don't wanna show up in front of people. That's not my role. And yet, Christina's recognizing something about you that when you do show up, like people listen. So, what happened? Do you recognize that same difference in that moment, that podcast that Christina was talking about there?
2: Yeah. I noticed a huge difference. And like the second I got off that podcast, I was like, wow, that's the best podcast I've ever done. And I knew it was because of our work with you. And I think that's for two reasons. One is I always have a hard time articulating things. Like I I find things to be very complex and in my mind, they're all sort of just like scattered and these big ideas Mm -hmm. and kind of maybe a bit confusing. And I find it hard to like take all of those big ideas and articulate them into words that make sense to other people. As simple as that sounds, that's just something I've always struggled with.
0: Yeah. Okay. So let me just zone in right on that. That thought that you just explained right there, did that feel big and complicated and like it came out as a big mess?
2: It didn't feel like it came out as a big mess, but I felt like it maybe could have been articulated better.
0: So this is what's so interesting to me, right? Christina, like you're hearing the same, like I can see that I can almost like feel the doubt as you speak. And yet you made that was an incredible those as clear as it could come out is saying, my problem is I have all these ideas running around in my head, and I find trouble articulating them. And yet, in that very exact same moment, you articulated a clear thought that we're all feeling. Right? Yeah, do you see that? Yeah,
2: I do see that. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. I appreciate it. <laughs>
0: Well, I just think that's what's so fascinating about you. And as I've come to know you is this, this is your journey is like taking these ideas that seem complex, but I think it's actually far more simple and clear than then you give it credit for.
2: Yeah. And I think that was also what was so mind blowing about our session is I was like, Oh, is it this simple? Because even when I thought about our story, I was like, wow, our story is so complicated and we've had so many interactions and she's been my boss. She's been my travel buddy. She's been my best friend. (laughs) Like there are so many different roles that we've like played in each other's lives. And yeah. who articulate that down to like a one paragraph story. I'm like, that's impossible. And when you did it and with such ease, it seemed, and that's part of your gift too. But I was like, oh, is it, is it possible
0: that it could be this simple? hmm mm. Is it possible that it could be this simple?
1: (laughs) I also think one of the things that came up for us a lot with Maria and I has been, we've always felt this resistance around calling ourselves like a social media agency. Like, we do it because it's clear, right? Like, that we, we provide social media and podcasting services, people buy them, we sell them, like, that's how it goes. But we've always been like, oh, like, it's not just that. Like, that's not what we do. Like, we don't just do social for people. Like, we help, like, market people's dreams. Like, we see the impact that people are making, right? And, like, we're able to do that. And I think after talking to you, actually, if I may go on a very small tangent, very small tangent, but I had asked Maria um, to do the social snippet before we started. I went to her and I said, oh, like, I want to do this so badly. Like, will you do this with me? She's like, No. And I was like, okay. And then I went and tried to seek out another business partner. They said no, and now they have major regrets, but that's not what this podcast is about. <laughs> but why I laugh is because the words Maria used when she said no were no, I just don't think there's enough impact there. And now when we look at like the work we did with you, it was amazing because what, actually what we saw was our like impact is like, we actually help people build communities. And on the podcasting side, like the impact is like, we help people make impact with their messaging. Like everything that we're doing is so much more about impact than it is about selling social or selling podcasting. And I think that that also helped Marianne, like not to psychoanalyze you, like you're in a chair over here, but like. Also, I, I felt like there was a shift there for you too, and seeing like how our business like made impact because I could so easily articulate that. Like I was like, look at these people's dreams. Like we get to like market them. Like that's so cool. Like, you know, Alex gets to help all these people with their like stories and like imagine like they're working with somebody else and then, then the impact, the impact. But Maria was like, yeah. yeah, yeah, we do social. And then I think when we started to have these and unpack these conversations, we were like, Oh my gosh, this is so much more than social and will always be so much more than social.
0: So, what was the difference in that pitch then? That early pitch? How long ago was that? How many years ago are we talking when that first conversation?
1: Uh, a little two and a half ish.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, so what was so, so when you're showing up, Christina, to Maria, and you guys, you've been friends for what? How long at this point?
2: Like 10 years. 10 years.
0: Right. And Maria said it was spent all over the place. We did all the things. We yeah. were roommates. We were certain and all these things. And at that point, to fill in the story a little bit here, Maria, you were working for Christina and her coaching business. Just Mm -hmm. open that. I have a question coming up, but let's just fill in the story a little bit. What did, what was that situation there?
2: Yeah. I was her virtual assistant.
0: Okay. Which she, and so
2: like, yeah, I was working in travel COVID happened. And I was like, what now? And she was like, do you want to be my virtual assistant? And I was like, yeah,
0: great. (laughs) And so then in that, then Christina, what happens to like, what was that You know, now you're like, look at the impact that we're making. It's not just social, it's impact. What was the original ask then?
1: The original, if you can remember it. The original ask, I would say it was funny because what had happened was I was doing coaching with people, and every single person I was coaching was leaving with like a side hustle. Like I was coaching people into side hustles and I would build their email lists with them. I would teach them how to do all these things. And then someone actually was like, why don't you do this for people? And I had done social for years. I was doing social freelance for years. So I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. And then finally I was like, I'm actually seeing this huge need. Like I am seeing like, people are asking me for this. I should just give it to them. And so I never thought it would be an agency, but I went to her and was like, what do you think about taking on a few clients? I can't do graphics. And she was like, I don't want to do graphics for these clients. Like, I'm just not interested in doing that. It was different. It it had a different energy. And then actually part of what was so interesting is by the time we had agreed to it, the, like the point where Maria had said, yes, it was because I'd worn her down a bit, but also we had somebody else who was giving up a number of social media clients. And because there wasn't a lot of alignment for her with doing social anymore and this person approached us and was like, Can you do this? And I was like, Yeah, but you gotta talk to Maria. And Maria came to you and was like, it's fate. Like this person just came to <laughs> us.
0: <laughs> well, okay, but that's what's so interesting, right? Because you there there's something about a story there yeah. that looks like I had this great idea. This is what we can do. And you see it in need, and then it's like opportunity met need, and you both said, Great, let's go. You know solve these problems mm-hmm. and it looks like a very much like one plus one equals two and the equation just wasn't filled up at first mm-hmm. maria's like i just don't see where it goes and then these opportunities of these other clients come along you're like ah i see it it makes sense it's still a very logical piece by piece story right mm-hmm. and and it's all, it's all, these are the stories that I hear people saying all the time is like, I did this, but then this opportunity came along and it was filling the need that I had in my life. So I met, it. I did it. I said yes to it. And it's like, that's exciting. And it is fate and wow. But I, what I feel like, and this is the thing, this is what's so exciting about you guys. Is it's not about that? Actually, mm-hmm. it's not about just saying, well, this plus this equals this we've been able to find that there's so much more rooted in it. There's so much more in the meaning of it that actually is driving you forward when on those days that this plus this doesn't equal this. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Yeah. <laughs> and so to come back to that, I want to just tap in, Christina, you were like, I was already doing so- social media for mm-hmm. people freelance. What was that about? Why were you doing that?
1: So it was an imp- like, it's funny because it was a total side hustle, like pre-COVID, like, I, like eight years. I did it for eight years. I had, uh, like, when I worked at the university, we worked with a vendor, and I gave him all this feedback about his social. Like, I was like, you should do this. Like, it was like, socials always come so easily to me. I'm like, you just do this, and then you do this, and then people buy from you. I just, like, I see it. And so I literally just, like, gave him a bunch of feedback, and he's like, would you do my social? And I was like, yeah, sure. So, you know, I would would do their Twitter. So even
0: for him, at that point, what's he actually saying when he says that?
1: The thing is, is what I've always found so interesting is that we all have gifts, and I feel like my gift is like strategy. Like that is like, I I would say like more than anything, I can see something and I feel like I see solutions. And so for him, when he had asked me, he like loved my energy. He like, I had, I was in, I was an ideal client for them. So I had the vision Mm -hmm. for it. So he just was like, would you be interested in trying it for a bit? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then I did it and then it worked quite well. And then he had, he opened a second company. I did the second company social and then they ended up getting like super bought out. So then I stopped doing it.
0: So even when he's saying, "Will you do my social, what he's really saying is like, that's that's what I'm trying to get at. Great. He he wants your strategy. But to do what? Like when he says, can you do my social to what end? What was he expecting the outcome would be from you taking control of this?
1: So I think it was if I look back on it, it was really about building a community online. And so like he wanted like like it was at the time it was Twitter and and a little blog actions on LinkedIn and yeah. it was kind of pre-Instagram being big for business. And he wanted to build a community of what was student affairs practitioners at the time. And I was one. Yeah, okay. So that was it. And I was engaging with people. I was booking people into blog posts. I was editing stuff. like So it was really like up my wheelhouse. But I didn't even know that that was something that I was like, I have like a master's degree, right? Like I like, I had a dream job. Like I was never going to be a social media manager. There was never like, I had never thought about it. It sounds insane, but I had never even been like, maybe I should do this whole time. I was like, Oh no, no, I'm, you know, like I was ignoring this, like kind of piece, right? So yeah, it's it's interesting.
0: Well, again, and this is this is the opportunity piece shows up. Then you're like, I don't know, I'm just doing this thing. But then somebody comes along and says, Well, why don't you do it for me? And you're like, Well, all right, fine, sure. Again, there's this responding to what is the actual call that you're responding to and why they think this matters for not just YouTube, but I'm really, I want the listeners to to engage with this and see that you, and and I know this is the same for the the 50 businesses that you're working with at this point, right? Their businesses don't exist to simply put a square peg in a square hole Mm -hmm. to, to fill the need that is out there. There's, there's something so many of them are are solopreneurs and so many of them are entrepreneurs that started their own business. And it's it's because you have to you have to respond to something deeper. Yep than simply saying there's an opportunity here and I can sell donuts to hungry people. Mm-hmm. You know what I like
1: <laughs> yeah because truthfully Alex like we could all do anything right like it's like I right. could go and I could like I, there's a number of vacant business units like across the street. I could go and open a shawarma place. Like I like could I sure like am I going to mm. no because I'm not called towards the shawarma at this time. Uh but never say never. I
0: th- I feel like I am called to shawarma at this time Are right you? now actually. As you <laughs> mentioned that.
1: Okay, if to you need, eat it but like
0: no no i'm going to invest in somebody else's shawarma i just want them to cut it off and put it in my mouth yeah that's it fair. I just...
1: well that, but that's the thing is like we could all do anything so how do we choose the things that we're called to do and like how do we figure out like what's most impactful for like our time on this earth and so it's like for me i worked an amazing nine to five like maria worked in travel maria did such good work like while she was in travel. And she would continue to make impact, but it's like, how do we make the most amount of impact in the time that we've got? And right now, what that looks like for me is working with other businesses to help them make impact in their
0: niches. Right. So Maria, what do you see to talk about this? How do people, when people come to Social Snippet and say, I need your help, what kind of process have they done? Or like, where are they at in that? Like, I'm supposed to sell shawarma, you know, (laughs) process (laughs) people are very clear at that point? Or are some people on a process of like, I don't really know what my business is yet. Maybe you can help me figure that out. What what do you see around that, that journey of discovery?
2: This is such an interesting question, because I think the second piece for why my confidence was so much higher after we worked together, Alex, was I felt like we, or at least I like really fell into this and it was like, not an intentional choice. I didn't like have a problem and then thought, think like, Oh, I'm going to make the world a better place by solving this for other people. And like, that's how I'm going to make my impact and go into it really intentionally, which is typically exactly yeah. how I do things. So Not that there was like a level of shame behind that, but I think I just wasn't clear that we were making the impact we were making because I didn't intentionally choose that from the beginning and have like a problem. And this is what I'm seeing with a lot of our clients. And I think Mm -hmm. it made me feel a little bit like the odd man out where they come to us and they're like, I went through this horrible thing. So let's say it's like burnout or I don't know, whatever it it is for them. They've had no shawarma in their lives. (laughs) And uh, like, it would please God, no. Yeah, God forbid, (laughs) God forbid (laughs) these poor people. But they're like, I went through such a horrible time and I know firsthand, like the impact this thing has. And then after I went through that and I came out the other side, I thought like, okay, now it's my mission in this world to, you know, help other people through this journey or teach them how I got through it or whatever that is to me. So many of them come in with such a clear passion and mission for how they're going to make their impact. And I felt Mm. a little bit of, I guess, shame around the fact that I didn't feel like I came into this business with that intention, but through our work with you, I realized, I do have that intention and we are doing that and we are making the world a better place and helping people achieve their dreams and market their, whatever their products or services are and make the world a better place that way. But you really helped me see that clearly, even though it wasn't my kind of like viewpoint from the very beginning.
0: Yeah. And so is that, you said shame, there's, there's a couple of words that jump out there, intentionality and shame. Mm-hmm. So like there's, when you go forward, Let's talk about shame first. Uh, if you, is that the feeling that you think that people are feeling when they aren't clear or they, they feel stuck in their own messaging or they feel like, I don't know what to say, or maybe they feel like they fell into it backwards. They've made some money, but they don't know where to go next. Is that, is shame the thing that, that shows up for, for business owners at this place where they're it looks like they don't know how to post or they're, they don't want to post on social media, but is it a sense of shame that's below the surface? Either of you speak up to this. I don't know. I'm just playing with this and, no, and seeing what shows up there, but what do you think?
1: It's, I wouldn't use the word shame and maybe Maria what? So like that always like you can disagree, but I was going to say that imposter syndrome thing, I think is huge on social and That's something we talk about all the time, like on our podcast too, where it's like this idea that like we, we are, we might be so passionate about our craft and we might be so like knowledgeable, but we are scared to show up because that person from high school follows us or, you know, that like mentor follows or what are you going to think? And it's like so prevalent where like, even I I made a real one. that was like kind of silly and Chris Harder liked it. And I was like, we need to take this shit down. Like, I was like, I I cannot have my right. But do I think well, Chris is like, oh, look at this real like uh, now I'm going to judge her for the rest of eternity on it? No, I think he was just engaging with it in the algorithm. Like, but it's easy for us to create like so much pressure for like what this is supposed to look like. But we don't even apply that same pressure to other people.
0: Well, so to, to push back on that a little bit, how is that different from shame? Well, I don't from know. a shamefulness a, a shame sh- what is shame shame is a desire to hide mm-hmm. to, right it's this I almost I'm covering my face with my hands that's the image that comes to mind is sort of this going small mm-hmm. making your body as small as possible and and covering up a little bit because you feel ashamed you feel so that's I'm ashamed that I even put this, that, that the great Chris Harder may (laughs) like my post, but then he's going to think it now he's going to, what is he going to expect of me? There's a shamefulness that goes Mm. with that. There's this, there's this desire, this feeling, this fear that shows up that says, you don't, you're not worthy of this. Mm. You don't deserve this. Right? Like that. If we take imposter syndrome, this is kind of a, just a personal mission I'm on right now (laughs) of like, what the hell does imposter syndrome even mean? Mm. And we, we have to clarify that because it's not a blanket statement. You can, you can stand under that umbrella, but it's going to be, there are categories to that. Yeah. And I think what you just, again, what you just described me, I would say sounds a lot like this feeling of shamefulness, which ultimately is this like. I don't I don't want them to see me
1: yeah and I don't know I don't know.
0: know push back on the pushback No, if you want. I, <laughs> I, I want to play in this because it's important I think
1: we're going full tilt on this podcast we're gonna start arguing mm-hmm. um no it's I you know why I didn't I don't think I associated it with shame because I actually think like when I think of shame it has this like like so so much more serious than social media implication like when I think about shame I think about it like in such a Brene Brown kind of way you know what I mean where people are like ashamed of like
0: me too but that's what's interesting because I actually think that she lightens up she makes it a wider conversation than just the disastrous dark depths of shame I think that she actually opens it up to a a wider conversation totally I totally agree
1: but then I wonder I'm like is social media like I don't know. It's like is that shame like being scared to show up on stories like is that shame or is that fear like what does that mean? And I, I don't know if they're they're synonymous. I don't know, but it's like I just I remember being in that spot. I'm not in that spot anymore. Like I used mm-hmm. to be like I lived in that spot when we started. Like remember yeah. Maria like yeah. that was like so fearful. And I think Maria is actually like less far along in her journey on some of this stuff than I am because I was so front-facing and now you're you're really working on your personal brand and you're going like hard on it but even sometimes you're like should I post this chia pudding like you know do people want to see this chia pudding do people care about this chia pudding but we what I know about social and I could tell you about social is like yeah people want to see the chia pudding because it builds no like and trust with other chia pudding fans
0: so let's go into that then if there's this do you agree Maria like to that assessment of where you're at whether the chia pudding or not but that you're a little bit more in this currently yeah yeah and so is it is it shame is it it, do you again not to put I don't (laughs) want to put so much weight on this word but like I think it's again it's it's important because other people are going to be in this position and identification
2: For me, it's it. shame. And I think Christina and I differ a little bit in, in that sense and just our Right. So I also think that plays a role, but I, I think it's also shame for other people, uh, not all, but some, and I've, I see it show up and whether it be showing up on social or not them claiming they don't know enough about their business finances or whatever shape it kind of like shows up in for me, it, it felt mm-hmm. like my whole mission is to like make the world a better place. And now I'm like running this social media agency. Like how do those things go together? That's where the shame come came from. Right. People are like, Oh, I've only been in business this long, or I've, I've only been in business six months or I've been in business 10 years and I haven't made as much progress. Like there are so many, you can find pieces at every end of every spectrum to be, to be shameful about <laughs> like if you find yeah. them right. And if you choose, choose that. So I do see it a lot. And I, At first, I was like, shame does feel like a strong word. But as you guys riffed on it for a minute there, as I kept thinking about it, I'm like, no, it is shame, at least for me.
0: And so if you were to post the chia pudding, what's the shame around that? (laughs) Is it like, what does this have to do with impact? Is that it? Like, it's who am I pretending to be? What? what's yeah what's there the
2: chia the chia pudding is less shameful and if you follow my personal <laughs> brand you are probably like what the hell you post chia pudding every day and when did it ever cross your mind to not post this <laughs> but, um, we
0: need more <laughs> yeah like do you guys want more chia pudding content yeah i think does it have its own I'm, account sp- i'm speaking for your audience
1: that. when i say no uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey we're letting go of the shame yeah um, there we go
2: it's I don't know. Yeah, in that situation, I think it's like, am I putting out? Am I doing what I need to do to accomplish my mission on Instagram? And is posting chia pudding every day like uh, in alignment with that or not? And Mm -hmm. is it embarrassing that I'm posting so much chia pudding? Like, are people like, what the hell are you doing with this chia pudding?
0: So I think there's a there's a couple of really interesting things that jump out to that I think need to be noticed. One is you said, am I doing what I need to do? to accomplish my mission. So one is just the like, you know, am I meeting my own standards? Yeah. And and, and what is that? And again, there's intentionality and clarity on that. But then the intentionality and clarity on my mission on Instagram, Mm -hmm. how many people are you guys working with that know what their mission is on Instagram, or whatever platform they're on? Are they coming to you saying this is what my mission is? on social media, or do you help, do you find that a lot of your work is helping people define that?
2: I think they know what their mission is in general, but they don't know what their mission is on social media. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that's where we can't come in and, and help them with that piece.
0: Is it the same, like, is it is it that individualized or is it in general, here's the mission for business owners today on social media? you know, is it like every, of course, every business owner needs to, you know, make impact, build their community. That's like, is it like, well, this is the mission that we're a part of, or do you find that it's, it's individualized based on who you're talking to?
2: I think there are probably some things that kind of go for everybody or most people, but I do. I would say it's more individualized, in my opinion, because and even we were talking with our team the other day about analytics and we have this like analytics template we use. And in my mind, I'm like, we shouldn't use an analytics template because if your mission is X and somebody else's mission is Y, we should be looking at extremely different analytics. I do think their their mission on Instagram or whatever platform they're on looks a little different depending on the business.
0: And what is Social Snippets mission? Oh. On Instagram Ooh. then. <laughs> <laughs> hot seat, hot seat. <laughs> wow. What would you say? I,
2: I would say our mission is one to help people feel like they're not alone in these early stages of business ownership. We all have these things like these shame, the blacking out
0: mm-hmm. speaking. Like uh-huh. we want
2: to be an uh-huh. authentic representation that owning a business is sometimes messy, and that's okay. And also providing tools and education to help people through that.
0: Anything else, Christine?
1: The initial thing that came to mind when you asked that question was like, I think showing people what's possible. That's another piece Mm -hmm. that we've been talking a lot too about is like, how do we show people that you can have an idea and you can build it out to whatever you want it to be and do it with ease and fun and do it with people you love. And like, business is hard, but it doesn't need to be stress like well, can be stressful but it doesn't need to be constant stress and the grind like yeah and I think that's that's actually what I get the most from our followers is like when I mm. talk to people about like what they like about our social or they'll be like I follow you this is like what I like it's always like oh my gosh like you guys are always in Arizona like you're always doing this like you're always <laughs> doing that but it's like people are excited about the things that we're doing and it's because like we, we've tried we've made a constant effort to like truthfully both le- make less money but build our business in the way that we want it built and that we're excited about. And that gets us excited to wake up every day. And so, yeah, like showing people what's possible.
0: So how do you do that? You've got those two things there. One is help people see that they're not alone and to help them see what's possible. Mm-hmm. And both of those I mean, my bias is the way that you do both of those, you help them see you're not alone by doing exactly what we've done for the first 20 minutes here, share your own personal experiences, tell your story, Mm -hmm. and then show them what's possible by what again, sharing this like real live in the moment story, but it's not just in the moment. It's also almost future storytelling Mm -hmm. and saying like, this is where we're going Mm -hmm. and we believe it's possible hop on the train if you want to as well, or if you do as well, like, am I right? So like either one of those, it feels like you're, you're telling a story.
1: And so it's (laughs) welcome
0: to the no boring stories podcast. (laughs) You have to answer. Yes. We tell
1: stories here. (laughs) It's interesting because I almost feel the opposite of shame, Uh, but I don't know if it's actually the opposite of shame, but it could still just be a different kind of shame, but you know, while Maria's worried about the chia pudding frequency I'm just kidding. She, but while while that's of concern, on my end, I'm worried that we show that it looks too good. Like I am, yeah. I'm not scared of, of showing. I'm scared that we're showing and it's like so positive. And I feel guilt around that, that I'm not going to hop on the stories and be like, Hey, I had to let go of a team member today. And like, that yeah. sucked. And that was really hard. And like, or like, Hey, like, Oh, like I were outstanding $25,000 in bills. And so like, you know, like I, I, that was tight for us to have to pay everybody. And I never want to be in that situation again. Like th- those aren't the things mm. that we share mostly because I don't want to guilt people into paying us.
0: Uh, <laughs> okay. I mean, okay. <laughs> like, cause that's my question is why not? Why would you not share that? If you're showing the whole journey, yeah. if you're helping us see that we're not alone, can we dive into this? Can we yeah, dig into course, this a little bit? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I assume it's a yes. I know who you are. Yeah. So like, That's the whole journey.
1: Yeah. And so I think, yeah, yeah. I think with social media, what's so hard is that like, it's, I, I, I'm high. Like, I think of us as like pretty high vibe. Like we're pretty like upbeat. We're like excited about what we're doing. And so it's that vulnerability can sometimes be very difficult. And I also feel like that's not what people want from us. Right? Like, I don't think people are looking at my page and they're like, oh man, like looking forward to seeing the struggles of female entrepreneurship. Like, Can't wait to see that one go down. Like I think people are looking for it and they're like, like when when I see highest engagement, it's one, I'm injured in some capacity. People love to send me condolences. Or two, it's like people are so excited about exciting things that we're doing. Um, and so it's just interesting because I feel a lot of challenge about the fact that like sometimes we're doing something that's so exciting that we had to like pinch ourselves to do. And I'm scared to post it because I'm like, oh, I don't wanna like, I don't know what that's gonna invoke in somebody else. And that's more of the guilt that I would feel rather than the like fearfulness about what to post.
0: I just think it's so interesting. You're so resistant to using this word shame, but it's like <laughs> everything that you are talking, let's bring it back to Brene Brown, vulnerability, guilt, yeah. guilt, and shame are okay, like fine, fine. Walk shame. Two, two feet on shame, the Shame, Alex, it's shame. <laughs> <laughs> shame. It's like guilt, game of Thrones, shame, throw garbage at you while you walk down the street. Okay. Um, there's, <laughs> But okay, this is, this is so fascinating. I, I I am just, I am thrilled with this conversation because I, I love the vulnerability here. I think that this is entirely helpful for anybody listening that is like, well, what should I be sharing? Mm-hmm. And it really is. It's kind of everything, but it's kind of just make sure that it's intentional, yeah. that it's the right thing for you. And yet you're here and you're like, do people want to, to see the downfalls or the pitfalls of women in entrepreneurship, we want to show them what's possible. Mm -hmm. And yet you also said the two things that people post on one are the things that we're excited about. So let's say that's the the positive. And two, (laughs) you said when I'm injured, well, what the hell is an injury? If not a pitfall, something it's broken. It's something is literally broken on your body right now. And so that is actually, I think that, let's put a symbol to that. Let's put a story to that. That is when I'm, I am hurting people show up. Mm -hmm. So imagine if you shared something, I'm not telling you to do anything. I'm just saying this is, this is actually, this is where stories show up and where we see the vulnerabilities in people is. Yeah. It's not like we've built this thing. It's thriving. It's incredible. It's way beyond what we thought it was going to be. And also running a business is hella hard. Yeah. Like And this is what we had to deal with it. There's brokenness in that. Mm. There's a vulnerability in that, that I, I believe people who are also out there saying I'm going to run a social media business because Maria and Christina did it. And let's go see a Scottsdale. I'm coming for you. (laughs) And they don't realize yet the difficulties of hiring people and letting go of people and managing and freaking spreadsheets or analytics and what works for everybody
1: Mm -hmm. it's funny I talked to someone recently who wanted to start an agency and they were like I'm thinking about starting an agency and I was like would not recommend and and she was like what why and I was like it's not that it's not great like I, I love that the way that we we do it but I think it's glamorized like agency life is very like oh like you get some people, you get some clients and you do that. Like it's, it's, it's hard to scale. And like what it takes a lot of figuring out There's a lot of personnel issues and I'm farther from the work that I want to be doing than I've probably ever been like in terms of the day to day. So it's, it's, there's a lot of good that comes with the stuff that we're doing, but yeah, I think, I think that's, that's an interesting perspective. Cause I feel like I haven't really leaned into the fact that like, maybe more people do want to know that stuff.
0: And I don't know that we're here saying I don't we're not because I think that there's a fear, especially as Canadians. It's not like we don't want to see. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want like we're not here hoping that we see bad things. Yeah, That's that's not actually I don't think that's really in our in our DNA as good humans. We're not like I want to see people hurting. But because we are all hurting because we are all struggling we are all trying to just figure out the next step when we do see it from someone else especially people that we see otherwise are freaking thriving yeah when we do see that that level of vulnerability that that just below the surface when we just go you know it's a you're kidding mm-hmm. you too and it actually not only does it, it doesn't build me up to see you in paint, but it, 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 what does it do? I mean, you tell me what happens to you, Maria, what happens to you when you see a mentor or you see someone that you respect show some level of humanity Mm -hmm. beyond what they've seen, what they've shown before.
2: Yeah. It gives me permission to also be a human. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I uh, coming back to shame, like I, I, put shame on myself when I'm going through these things. And that's part of the beauty of when we surround, this is why we keep going back to Scottsdale because we meet all these other yeah. entrepreneurs yeah. and we're like, Oh, nobody has it all figured out. Like everybody's struggling. And we all kind of have these same problems that we were all hiding and feeling guilty about. And like, there were like a secret little in our closet over here. Mm. And yeah. when we open that up and when other people open up that conversation, it gives everyone else the permission to say like, Oh, me too. And we can help each other th- through these things and we can make them be okay. And we can let go of the shame around them because they're things that we all go through.
0: That's so beautifully said. <laughs> so you you two are, so much of what you're doing here is is around building community. I mean, that's what we talked about, right? That first person that asked you to work for him, Christina, you, we dug down and you're like, really, I think what he wanted was to build a community around that. And then that's just where it's gone. And it's gone. And so everything that we're talking about here around showing up and actually letting people see all of it, as it were in an intentional way, and letting go of the shame, but also recognizing the shame is there. Is this what's required? for community is this the kind of community that that we should be trying to build online I mean what what does that mean when you say we help people build their community or like we are building the community around this Mm -hmm. is it inclusive of all these things that we're talking about or are you like now let's keep it a little more surface level (laughs) and keep the dance party happening like what what shows up there when you talk about that because it's so critical to your mission and and who you you two are Mm -hmm. yeah I want to know what that what what comes out when you think of that?
1: It's funny because part of what we've been doing lately and and not to go too off uh, the beaten path here, it has been running events. We've been running women's entrepreneurship events and we ran a retreat last year. And it's so funny because those events are so focused around like, pitfalls in business and like how to get over them and like these vulnerable conversations. Yeah. So it's interesting how that's like how we show up in person, but maybe not as much online. But when we talk about building community, like really what we mean for our, our our clients and the people that we're blessed to work with is really about changing the narrative of social media to be about like hardcore sales and DM cold DMs and, you know, doing that and, and being obsessed with the follower count. And really moving the needle on like actually warming up your existing audience and building that know, like, and trust to the point where people are excited to buy from you. We have clients who have 500 followers that sell out every single thing that they do without question. We've got clients Mm -hmm. that have, you know, 50,000 followers that that's more difficult for. And so really focusing on existing community and how do you grow it? But then also how do you build it in a a positive way?
0: So how does that happen? What is, you know... surface level i guess what's what's required to to do that to warm up an audience to build no like and trust to do all of that all of those things that is different than maybe we we have been playing in for years and years what's different
2: i think it's this it's like It's these conversations and thinking back to our last networking event, we were, we were at the, you know, head of the table talking about stuff and I had my piece, Christina had her piece, but I could only have so much because of the blacking out thing. So Christina, we were joking about it and Christina was like, Oh, it's okay. Maria blacks out every time she public speaks. So like, I had to remember like most of these list items. I can't remember. It was just a joke that came up. But first, when she said that, I was like, oh, my God, shame, because what are these people going to think of me now? And it goes along with the imposter syndrome I had and maybe still have of I should be a business owner who can get up and speak in front of people and not have any problems. And as I as that came out, I was like, "Okay, that came out. That's fine. I'm going to sit with it i think two or three of the people of the women who had to then go around and introduce themselves referenced back to that and was like i'm so glad you said that because i'm in the exact same boat and now i feel way less nervous because if you're the one at the top of the table giving us the instructions and you feel like that then of course it's okay for me to feel like that so i think we need to show up authentically as we are with our struggles and our challenges and even just naming them like we're doing in this conversation And it gives everyone else permission, not only to do the same, but also to feel safe with us and trust us and be someone that they want to buy from at the end of the day.
0: Again, I'm going to, I'm going to circle this all the way back to the beginning of the idea of, of, uh, you know, you saying articulating your thoughts and such, and maybe you did again, maybe you just blacked out over the last minute or so, (laughs) but I, I'm pretty sure that's going to be the clip that we share on reels. Like there's just something (laughs) there's, there's something that happens both of you, there's something that happens when you take the microphone, people listen. And, and it's for different reasons, I would say. And this is why I just I love getting on calls with you anytime that, that we can talk to, to pump your tires a bit. Maria, I think what shows up is there is there's this, there's this intentionality, when you speak, that is, I'm seeing it more and more, that shows up. And, you know, I coach people in speaking, and there's something about that that you show up and it feels like you've got something to say. Hmm. And so we, we naturally as an audience, we want to listen. Hmm. And so we'll listen. So blackout, sure. But I would say on the other end of that, we're sitting there going like, man, this is good stuff. And then Christina, what I hear from you and what I see from you and you know it and you've seen it is... You are magnetic. You you there's this like attractiveness when you speak because there's such energy and conviction mm. behind what you're saying that you you believe what you're saying, even if you haven't processed it yet. And I think that's the thing that we are going like, holy, like we we need to be on board with this. Like, she is you're such a leader in the way that you speak that says, We're going this way, who's coming with me? And like, who would we be? to stay behind. So I think that's where the two of you thrive so much. Why I love this so much. Why I'm so excited to have you on the show here and talk through this wide open and honest conversation is because it's the perfect pairing. And to see the level of impact that you're making now, as you do clarify exactly what you're here to do. It's, it's wild to say, like, we're just getting started.
1: Mm. Alex, can we give you some accolades back? (laughs)
0: <laughs> sure. Let me stop the recording first. Yes.
1: No, you have people need to hear this. They need to hear this. So Alex, something that you need to know that we say about you all the time is that you're a perfect client. And here's why. Because even though we support you on your social and your podcasting, you still show up so fully on, online and you build that no like, and trust with people. And that's something that is so rare for someone who outsources anything is that people will outsource something like social and they're like, oh, someone else is going to do that for me. And so I don't need to show up. But like, you are so authentic in the way that you show up that like, there's no way to replicate it and replicate your energy. And so we're grateful for you and your mentorship and like your guidance and helping us. Cause even our website copy, the way we talk about our business, like none of that would be the same without you. So yeah, we love mm. and we appreciate you so much too.
2: And our new it's tagline so that is so loved by everybody from idea to impact came right from this man right here, Alex Street. And Alex, you also just have such a clear ability to see people. I, it blows my mind every time we chat, so thank you for those like very kind words at the end. I feel so seen by you, and I just think you're so, so talented um, and so grateful to, to know you and be a friend. It's good stuff.
1: Also, is anyone surprised that we got cracked open on the topic of shame <laughs> on Alex's podcast? I was like, we're going to talk about storytelling and social media, and you're like, well, tell me what you think about shame. Like, Do you think it's shame? <laughs> Have you experienced shame before? so anyway no boring
2: stories here
0: (laughs) welcome to story arc coaching where tears often come and they didn't today but you know maybe later maybe they will after this maybe we'll stop recording and everyone just goes and gets the tissues i mean obviously massive thanks massive praise let's throw it out there where are people going to find you because they're going to have to keep this conversation going and see more about you if they're not already
2: come find us on Instagram. That's definitely the best place at the social snippet. Um, And you can find our personal handles in the bio there. Shoot us a DM either on the social snippet page or on one of our personals. If anything in here resonated with you or you want to dive deeper, would absolutely love to chat.
0: And Christina, you've got your own podcast.
2: I
1: do, the Build Your Digital Community podcast. I had an amazing episode with Alex that so you guys should listen to. We don't talk about shame. We talk about lighter topics. I think Harry Potter's <laughs> mentioned in there for sure. But yeah, it would- Sounds about right. Lo- love, love, love that medium. So um, yeah, listen to that episode. Let me know what you think.
0: Fabulous. This is amazing. And uh, look, obviously, Ah, Let's just leave it here. We've, we've, we've just pumped each other's (laughs) tires enough. Let's leave it there. And you know, one final word, I guess, would be like, what? Show up, show up how you are, show up with what you've got. Would you say anything else? What's your final word?
2: No, you nailed it, Alex. Show up as you are, exactly as you are. And it's okay.
0: There we go. Love it. Thank you. I'm so excited that you got to be a part of this conversation on the No Boring Stories podcast. So go ahead and share this episode with the people that you love so that they can experience the same kind of transformation you just experienced while listening in. And then go ahead and rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast platform as that helps this episode get seen and heard by so many other people. Thank you for being a part of this. I am so grateful to spend this time with you. This has been No Boring Stories. I am Alex Street and we are just getting started.